can't wait till that glorious day when I will see my Savior face to face. Just think of that eternal life I will have in heaven, a wonderful place. I know He loves me and I love Him too, and I try to show it in every way. There's no doubt about it that God is the greatest. Let everyone rejoice today. Oh, I can't wait till that glorious day when I will see my Savior face to face. Just think of that eternal life I will have in heaven, a wonderful place. He loves me and I love Him too, and I try to show it in every way. with you 
Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice, for your love, and most importantly, for your Holy Spirit. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Kingdom Work for Christ online radio show. I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you've been tuning in, we took a little bit of a break last week, but we are back on and we are solid rock solid. So I don't know why I just repeated solid rock solid, but there you go. It happened. So glad you joined. So I'm excited because we have an, an incredible guest. And in many respects, I'm, I'm personally excited because this is sort of a mini virtual reunion for me, uh, for this dear sister in Christ who we got a chance to fellowship in 2015 when we were in Nashville together. So I want to welcome Beth Matthew. Beth, how are you? I'm doing great, Emma, and I am just delighted to be on the Kingdom Work for Christ podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a joy to be here with you. Oh, I'm just glad you said yes to the torture, I mean to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. It's, um, yes, this is, this is great. It's just uh, a great opportunity, and I'm, I'm excited and appreciative for, like you said, for all the listeners out there who are tuned in um, tonight. And just pray that God will, will speak to all of our hearts as, uh, as you and I share and uh, have conversation together. So, yeah, Absolutely. and it is, it is a great reunion it's, uh, to, uh, to, to talk with you tonight. So thank you. Indeed. I, I just always remember we were starving. It was like the end of the day when we were in Nashville trying to find a subway place that was still open. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I I do. And yeah. And yeah. And it, it was, that was such a joy to be at the um, Immerse conference with you in, in Nashville. And it was a joy to meet you and, and some other friends too. And um, Praise God. Yeah. God is, yeah, God really kind of sparked a fire under me at that conference. I mean, he already had, but really, mm. really used that as uh, an opportunity to to build my confidence in him and to um, kind of confirm, you know, that this is this is where my heart is and what my passion and purpose, you know, and, and mm. sharing Christ through song and, and through music and encouraging others. So, um Praise God. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really exciting. Well, let me brag about you a little bit. Um, oh, first, you. I want to give context to our new listeners, and then I, I would love to introduce you a little bit thoroughly for you know everyone who's tuned in today. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, you're wondering, what is the Kingdom Work for Christ on my show? What is this about? Kingdom Work for Christ is the full-time job of inviting Jesus to take over our day-to-day tasks. So if you look at the great commission of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus, after dying for the sins that he did not commit, but that we committed because he was so gracious and wanted to cleanse us of our sins and take the punishment that we deserved. So he died for our sins. He resurrected. He conquered the sin. He conquered death so that we had a clear pathway to eternity. After he did that, before going back to the father said, to the people who were following him, both those who doubted and those who believed him, he gave five-step instructions that are so critical to the Christian lifestyle. 
Yet one, know that all authority in heaven and on earth is mine. That's first instruction. Therefore, instruction number two, go and make disciples of all nations. Instruction three, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Instruction four, teach them to obey my commandments. And instruction five, know that I'm with you always till the end of the age. A lot of times when we hear about the Great Commission, you hear about go make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, that's the therefore byproduct. The first instruction was know his authority. He really has dominion over the earth and the heavens. And so here on the Kingdom Work for Christ online radio show, what we do is that we go in specific environments. And we've gone through environments where you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, this is where I can spread the gospel, or at least not the way pop culture looks at Christianity. So we've looked at kingdom work for Christ and what it means to be a kingdom worker of Christ when you're in a situation like gossip. What does that mean when you are facing chronic illness? What does it mean when you're grieving? What does it mean when you're resting? What does it mean when you are disagreeing with people? What does it mean through abortion, through adoption, through family rebuilding? What does it mean through politics? We just finished talking about that in the past few weeks. And so today we are going to start a new environment, and I'm excited because we're looking at defeat and how defeat can turn into work in progress for the sake of Jesus. And so this is an exciting time to be talking to Beth very specifically because Beth has a powerful testimony about the things that the Lord has placed in her life to really get her to keep going, keep in line with the calling that he had placed on her heart. So speaking of Beth, Beth acknowledges that she's a daughter of the king and a work in progress. She, she expresses that she relies solely on the finished work of Christ on the cross for her salvation and her standing before God. Beth has written songs over the years. Her first song was written at the age of 16. So while the, the rest of us were getting in trouble, Beth was like, nope, serving Jesus. It's awesome, Beth. And um, so Beth was a Christian band in high school, sharing the gospel, um, sharing her music, and really the gospel message through original songs at her church and her community. So it started really young. As a single female after college, Beth then shared her music and message with non-denominational Christian groups, Christian coffee houses, church homeless shelters, nursing homes, among others. In marriage, Beth continued to share her musical gifts with others at the church, weddings, Christ's pregnancy fundraiser banquet, among other opportunities. Beth was a volunteer counselor at the Crisis Pregnancy Center, and she shared the truth and love of Christ with the women there, which is so exciting because we're going to get a chance today to really deep you know, dig deeper into what Beth got a chance to do. So Beth ministered to other ladies one-on-one whenever she worked, sharing the gospel wherever God opened doors. Um, later on, Beth was ministering to other ladies going through infertility, adoption, um, based on God's word and her own experiences. She became a coordinator um, of the adoption group at her church to connect and support adoptive and foster families. So there were times 
throughout Beth's entire life when the music felt silence. And I'm excited because, Beth, I'm going to be digging a little deeper in that because I think you'll minister well to us, um, you know, as as we go through periods of life where it feels like this gift is not being used. Um, And and really, you you struggle through hard times, and all the while, that God was faithful. God mm-hmm. used these times of these struggles to show his truth and his love. And you ended up writing about those struggles and those trials, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And then two years ago, God opened wide the doors for Beth to record her debut album, which is exciting. And it's mm-hmm. called Clear Vision. She recorded it in Nashville with a Dove Grammy-nominated Christian producer. And what's cool is that it was such an amazing, representation of something that only God could do and Beth wasn't actively promoting herself or anything like that but God just opened the way for that to happen since the release of Clear Vision on October 11, 2014 the Lord has continued to open doors for Beth to get out to the world beautiful music filled with life changing messages in October of 2016 October 11th exactly years after her album release, Beth ended up singing at the Love Awards in Nashville in a choir with Stephen Chris Chapman, which was just a dream come true, and Beth, you have got to tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you ended up being worldwide TV, on TBN eight times, not that you were counting, <laughs> and you... <laughs> It's cool because you felt very comfortable and, and confident at the Dove Awards shows, which, you know, is when you, when you start talking about testimony, I think our listeners will appreciate what God has been doing in you, that you, you have gotten to the point where you feel confident um, about that. And so currently, Beth uh, has literally songs are playing on um, mtmradio.com in the Bahamas, Women of Substance Radio. Um, W.O.S. Radio, based out of Los Angeles, uh, and, and Beth is grateful about how God is really spreading her music across the nation um, while she serves the local church, Covenant Presbyterian Church, helping lead children's church worship every month for the past 14 years. There's so much more about Beth that's just so incredible, and I'm excited to learn a bit more as we continue. But as you guys are listening, if you want to know more you can go to www.bethmatthew.com, or you can contact Beth directly, um, Beth at bethmatthew.com. Um, and so uh, by, her, by calling her, um, 540-435-8135, and she'd really love to hear from you. So mm-hmm. let's start with the number one question that I've been waiting to ask you, because I'm, all this wouldn't happen outside of, a relationship with Jesus. So how did you come to have a relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. That's a great question, Emma. Um, yes, I um, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was 14 years old. And um, God drew basically drew me to himself. Um, I, I'll go back from when I was a little girl. Um, I grew up in the church I sang in the choir even as a, a four or five year old, and I always believed mm. in God and I always believed in Jesus, but I did not understand. I didn't have a saving faith. I didn't mm. understand why Jesus 
died on the cross. I believed it, but I didn't I didn't really fully comprehend why he needed to, you know, why God would have him do that for me. And so um things in my um family upbringing uh became sort of tumultuous at times. There was there's there were a lot of um difficult things going on and um I turned to God um mm. when I was early teens and uh, you know, God allowed all those those hard things for His purposes um, and His His plan for me. I wouldn't be the person I am today if I wouldn't have gone through those hard things. But um, but during those hard times, I I just remember grabbing a Bible off the bookshelf in our family's den, and I would read it at times. And I don't know, I just felt like God was drawing me, and so. I asked my parents if they would take me to church. I wasn't old enough to drive. And we had gone mm-hmm. to church some when we were younger, but my mm-hmm. parents got involved with, they just got distracted by the cares of the world. And as an adult, I can see how that can happen to people. And right. um, they just stopped going to church. Um, and so it, you know, it took a lot to of God working in me to bring me to that point. And, um, and then I got involved in the youth group, and and I and I did um, just it, the the gospel message all made sense to me. It made I didn't fully comprehend it, but you know the Bible says you only need the faith of a child. Um, we don't have to understand every single detail, but we just need to trust that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took away all of our sins, um, kind of like you were talking earlier, and. Um, because of his finished work on the cross, that um, God see God can have a relation. We have a relationship with God and with Jesus, and yes. um, and and God sees us as righteous. He sees us as all our our sins are are wiped away. Um, even as a believer, though, we still struggle with sin in this lifetime, and we won't be completely. We have the power to overcome it, but there's still you mm-hmm. know the temptation. Um, we mm-hmm. have the Holy Spirit that resides within us, but um, you know it'll be you know when when we die and go to heaven, then you know we won't have that struggle with sin anymore. Uh, even Paul mm-hmm. talks about that in the Bible. You know, why do I do the things I don't want to do, and you know the things I right. want to do, I don't want it all that. But anyway, long story short, um, God basically drew me to Himself, and then um, I uh, I remember. Uh, giving my life to Christ and being baptized on an Easter morning, on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and just the joy of, I just felt, you know, the joy of a new believer knowing that my sins were forgiven. And right. forgiveness really is our greatest need as human beings. Um, yes. And But, you know, before we can receive that forgiveness, we have to understand that we're, you know, that we do think, you know, the things that don't please God and, and we have sin. And so... Um, so anyway, that's kind of that's my story, um, and it's been a journey ever. It's been a journey ever since. I I wish yeah. I could say I'm sinless, but I'm not. Uh, the only one who is is Jesus, and that's why I'm that's right. glad that I'm trusting in Him. Um, and He is so faithful. Um, to yeah. you know, there, there's a verse. You know, He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Um, in right. Christ Jesus, and so that's my hope. Um, I do have mm-hmm. imperfections and flaws and struggles and um, challenges, and um, but I also have the Holy Spirit and I have Jesus, and you know 
most important thing anybody could have in this world. Um, you know, Amen. That's that. true. So, Absolutely. And actually, earlier we were talking about your favorite passage. Would you mind sharing yeah. a little bit about that? Because it ties into the life in the spirit. Sure, absolutely, Emma. Um, yes, one of my favorite passages right now is uh, Romans eight one mm-hmm. and two, and it says there the God says to us, um, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, um, for the law of the Spirit has set us free from the law of sin and death. That might be paraphrased just a little bit, but. Basically, what that means is that Jesus is the one who sets us free um, from sin and from death, and um, and it's through his, it's through the Holy Spirit, and as a result of all of that, there really there is no condemnation. And I think yes. sometimes our our minds can condemn us. I mean, we have thoughts sometimes that don't come from God. We have uh, struggles that we each deal with, things in the world. We have um, maybe challenging jobs or uh, family situations. Uh, there's mm-hmm. just a, a myriad of things that, that are going on, and it's it's easy to feel condemned, maybe because of our circumstances. Maybe mm-hmm. we might even feel that God has condemned us, but he's using the hard things really to change is more into his likeness. Um, Absolutely. And Absolutely. So, so just remembering that. And I remember there was a point later on in my life, and I'll share this, there was a point where I was struggling uh, with, I had just started a new uh, job as a claims adjuster out of my home, and before mm-hmm. that I'd been working in a, a corporate environment where I was around a lot of people. And I was, and this is, here I am a Christian, you know, having this happen to me, but I, was having these thoughts come to me, and I just was feeling really weighed down and um, struggling with feeling good enough and um, Mm -hmm. just having, yeah, thoughts that really weren't from God. And um, I did end up speaking with a lay counselor, a a wise lady from my church, and she recommended reciting a verse over and over. This was the verse that I, Emma, that I actually quoted in my mind just said it over and over, and one day it was like the fog lifted. It just Um, literally lifted from me. And I'd been doing a great job for this company that I was working for, and they Mm -hmm. told me that, but I was just, you know, just feeling, just because of some things from my past that were still, you know, kind of resurfacing. Yeah, that I had to deal with, um, and um, just... You know, good good has come out of it, um, but um, I mm. think I think women can tend to be harder on ourselves too. I don't know. I don't know if if men do that, but um, I think yeah, that's anyway. A good question. <laughs> yeah, this is a, just sure. a good <laughs> you know a good verse to uh, to remind ourselves of. So anyway. I'll, I'll let you keep talking. I could just go on and on, but no, no, know. that's good. It's it's definitely it's insight. So, what do you when you were talking about um, your earlier years? You fourteen, you said Jesus is Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and at sixteen, you had your first song. So, talk to me a little bit about when you discovered that you had this gift, and you know which instrument did you use first? Was one of those, you know. Did the vocals first? Uh, how, how did this all come about when it comes to the music and, and this gift? 
Sure, absolutely. Well, um, the yeah, so my musical gift, okay, well, the first song I wrote, which is really cool, and it's the one that you played on the air, it's Rejoice Today. That was Amen. the very first song. Isn't that cool? That was the very first song <laughs> that I ever wrote. I, I wrote it when I was 16 years old, and um, mm. I sat down at the piano, and I'll take you back a ways. I actually started playing piano when I was four years old. Um, I wow. learned to play, yes, I learned to play piano uh, by ear. My mom was musical, mm. and she sat me down at the piano. I sat next to her, and she taught me Jesus Loves Me just with I one love finger. It. Isn't that cool? And with yeah. one finger, and then I and kind of intuitively added the chords on my own and, mm. and just was able to pick it up. And my mom played a little bit by ear, too. But I, I just really believe that any, for me, I know it's a gift from God because it's something mm. that I don't have to work at. I mean, many things you have to work at. Of course, I want to, you know, I do work at it to improve and, and that kind of thing, but um, it's just always been a natural gift, just a kind of a God-given mm. gift. And then, yeah. I, yeah, and then I started singing when I was, as soon as I could talk, like, I just loved to sing. <laughs> and I used to sing. Were you one of the on, babies who came out the womb just singing, like, oh, <laughs> I'm here, world, I, I am here. <laughs> I might have. Um, I, um, <laughs> I used to stand on the stairs of, um, of our house and Mm -hmm. I would have a jump rope in my hand and I would pretend that the end of that jump rope was a microphone. (laughs) And for some reason, yeah. And for some reason I was on let's make a deal, which is a a really, it's an older game show. I don't know why I thought I was on that show, but I would sing and I would just, you know, play dress up and it was just the most fun thing. But it felt to me when I was singing, I've been singing my whole life, like, almost yeah. before I was even born or something. I don't know. I just always enjoyed it. And mm. um, so so I sang for fun, you know, uh, with family and friends and just some of the things I shared with you. But then when I um, – and I liked listening to Elton John and Billy Joel. Um, when I, Before I became a, a Christian, I, I really liked their songwriting. And so – when I became a believer, I thought to myself, wow, I wonder if I could write a song like Billy Joel. Like, if he can do it, why can't I? <laughs> and so <laughs> I just <laughs> I sat Love down it. at the piano, and I don't know how long it was, but I know that it, God gave me the lyrics and the music all, like, simultaneously for Rejoice Today. It just it just all came mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, so do and you, was, like, hear the, do you hear the entire thing? And then you're trying to jot it down, or did you? Well, you know, that's you a good of... question. I think I, I think what I did, um, I wrote. I think I didn't hear it all at one time in my mind. It kind of just, kind of all came out. Like I would write line by line, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. um, and then I guess I sat at the piano. I mean, it's been a long time ago. I'm not a, you know, <laughs> not that young anymore. <laughs> but from what I remember. I I just sat, you know, wrote wrote each line and thought about it, um, prayed mm. about it, and um, and then just played it. Um, now, some wow. sometimes when I've written songs, like you know, I'll do the 
the music first and then come up with the melody. But I think on that one it was pretty close, closely intertwined. Um, and what was really interesting, that song, it is such a rejoiceful, it is, it's just a happy song mm-hmm. and I'm so um, thankful for the, the amazing job that my producer did arranging the songs and bringing in a gospel choir to sing background vocals but um, mm-hmm. it's just really a dream come true I mean who would know you know and I, you know I can I can share my age if listeners want to know it or I can you know keep it quiet but um, you know, God waited a long time for me to <laughs> record my album and um and and I will say this, when I was writing the songs um, that I've written, um, it wasn't like my life was perfect. I think that when I look back at when I wrote, wrote Rejoice Today, there were a lot of really difficult things going on at the time in my family um, mm-hmm. that were out of my control um, and just a lot of hard circumstances. And um, just the fact that God would give me that song that's so upbeat and so rejoiceful yeah. I know yeah. that wouldn't have been right it, it wouldn't have come just from me and my outlook I mean that that's the kind of song that comes from the Holy Spirit and so um it's mm-hmm. it's neat and, and and I you know and I talk about my circumstances but it wasn't just that like I mean I was um I was a believer but I still had you know sin in my life that God was working on rooting out of me and um mm-hmm. And he continues to do that even today. Uh, and, you know, he is faithful to do that, you know, that work in us. That's but, right. Um, he really Yeah, is. but that song, that song has got a lot of truth, and I love that song because it really is about, you know, um, one day, you know, we're going to see Jesus face to face. And yeah. it's going to be a happy time. And he talks about, in, a, in the Bible, Jesus says, you know, I go and prepare a place for you in my Father's house or many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And so um, I think, you know, as a new believer, I had my mind so focused, too, on heaven and on eternity. Um, And that's a good thing. And I think sometimes for those of us who have known the Lord for a long time, um, we need, you know, to keep keep that in our mind, to keep that um, and not get too planted on this earth. We live on this earth, um, but we... You know, our ultimate home is in, it's with the Lord in heaven and um, yeah, you know, the yeah. creation and new, new earth. And so, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. And, I, you know, one thing is that's um, amazing you were talking about that. A couple of thoughts came to mind. The first one being that um, in that prophetic vein that you wrote your song, it reminded me really quickly of Travis Green, and he has a song out there mm-hmm. right now called Made Away. And the way he, you know, wrote the song, he basically, um, his his wife's water broke months before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he ended up, they ended up um, being told that they were going to lose the baby. And so they had, you know, a choice to essentially terminate pregnancy, and they chose to carry the baby at a term. And so in oh. the middle of the hospital is, is where he started writing this song. And the song is called You Made Away. It's a mm. victorious song, but there was no there was no outlook for victory when he was writing it. And he wrote it in past tense. And today this song is blessing 
so many people, you know, and, and I think of things like that. Yeah, I think of things like that and how the Holy Spirit, if we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and working in our lives, mm-hmm. even in the times where it doesn't make sense for us to praise and worship God, he gives us the focus to be able to stay, you know, planted on, on the things of God. And it actually brings me to the second thing that I was thinking about. One of the things that really helps me as a believer, mm-hmm. especially when things get tough, is I usually go to Revelations 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because that's the end game, and God has given us the privilege of having his word and the end game at mm-hmm. our fingertips, you know. And so being able to learn about that new heaven, that new earth, um, in a fresh new way, because every time we open the Bible and we open the Bible asking for the Holy Spirit to uh, reveal more of God to us, he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it gives such hope. It gives such amazing hope to know that even as we're entering eternity, there will be that healing tree. There will be that river flowing through which, mm-hmm. you know, in 22, in the beginning of 22, we are all going to pass through and it's going to mm-hmm. heal the nations, and then we get into this beautiful setting of eternity. So, with that in mind, also, sing your song, focus your eyes on above. Mm-hmm. And so, what I wanted to do is, you know, what are some, what was going on in that period of time when you wrote that particular song? Because I'm getting ready to play it. Can you give us some context for that song? Sure. Um, that actually was, um, believe it or not, that was actually when I was a teenager as well. Um, mm. Shortly after I wrote "Rejoice Today," um, <laughs> I am I am 53 I now, so I'll go ahead and get that number out there. And I, there's no yeah. reason for shame. I should be proud of this that God would choose to you know, do this amazing work. You know, at this stage of my life. Um, yes, there were there were. Focus your eyes above, um, and I, I just have to mention, I talked to my mom uh, fairly recently, and she loves the album, but she remembered, she said, Beth, I remembered you writing that, sitting at the piano and sharing mm. Focus Your Eyes Above, and so for her, it it, it was a real testimony to, you know, to see God's faithfulness in this whole process. Absolutely. Um, some of the hard things that were going on... Um, were I grew up in a family where there was mental illness, and that's not an easy thing to talk about because there's there's a stigma around it. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's a real thing, depression, um, and and some other mental illnesses in my immediate family. And um, as mm-hmm. a result, as a result of that, I felt. Um, and I loved my family. Um, my father has since passed away, and he's actually, he is in heaven now, um, and that's a neat mm-hmm. story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother has passed away, and uh, he's in heaven, and that that's a miracle from God, too. My brother mm-hmm. struggled with the mental illness his entire life, actually. Um, and died at a, yeah, thank you. He died at a, a pretty young age. Um, well, about four years ago, he was 55. And, but, um, but anyway, during that time, there was, so there was a lot of that going on. And there was just, a, um, uh, some things I didn't really understand, uh, you know, and I felt 
compassion for my family um and but at the same time just not able to fix it if that makes any sense and i think yeah, i yeah, i carried some of those burdens on myself and kind of felt over responsible at times and mm-hmm. for things that i really had no responsibility for and right. uh, and then as a result i ended up with some of my own issues uh i struggled with some eating disorders um and bulimia and anorexia even for a little bit um and uh, but this is crazy when i describe all this that i was going through <laughs> you know to think it humbles me that god would still speak through me and use me you know during all that um so those were some of the things going on um, in my life, um, and um, mm. it was hard. It was hard, and I didn't really share with even my friends at the time. You know, right. I, I did have a lot of friends, but they didn't really know some of the you know things that were happening, and um, right. and I didn't think that anyone would really understand. And but I think God used all that. Um, to, to help me focus on him and and so that's kind of where these lyrics in this song came from and mm. somehow wow. I mean you know you think of a 16 or 17 year old girl writing writing the words to that I mean there's yeah. no way I could have just done that it um it it talks about I mean it's it's amazing it speaks to my heart even today when I hear it it talks about um you know he gives us free will. You make the choice. Focus above yeah. or find an empty source. The Lord above wants us by his side. His love for us is so deep and so wide. And there's so many truths to that based on scripture verses, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if I knew all those verses at the time I wrote right. it. I mean, I, <laughs> I probably knew some of them, but um, just, you know, there's there's a lot of verses there, and uh, you know, and and nowadays mm-hmm. we struggle. There's so many temptations to um, to choose other things besides the Lord, even um, to make him pri- yeah, to make even as believers. Um, now, if we're not a believer, you know, it, it's it's really hard. We're gonna you know we're gonna just choose a lot of other things. But if God has worked in our heart um, to bring us to Himself to be his child and to be saved, there's still that struggle and that temptation um, Mm -hmm. to put other things ahead of him. Um, But it always leaves us feeling empty and it doesn't satisfy. Um, But this verse too, it says, focus your eyes above to the God who provides all love, love for Mm -hmm. the children, love for the old vessels are we through which his love is told, focus your eyes above. And Mm -hmm. so it's, um, it's amazing mm-hmm. to me, you know, like I said, as I shared some very personal things here, <laughs> um, yeah. that God yeah. would choose to. And so I think that's a prime example of where Satan, you know, there is spiritual warfare in, in my life. It would have been easy to feel defeated and to feel no hope mm-hmm. with some right. of the things going on and some of the struggles, and yet God spoke truth and life into that situation and and that in my upbringing and um, didn't like Mm. he didn't fix it. He didn't change it, but he was with me. He was with me in that. And 
just like he's with mm-hmm. you and me and the listeners out there today um, who are going right. through struggles. Absolutely. So I, I really, yeah, I and I really that. pray that this would help help um, you know folks to you know to really focus their eyes above. Um, you know, there's a verse too that talks about you know keeping our even our minds on things from above, and because I mean we have to think of you know there. We obviously have to think about what we're doing in this life, but um, to to keep our mind on things heavenward and things that are lovely. There's a verse, I can't think of it, I should have written it down, but I'm sure you know what the verse I'm talking about, um, things that are of good rapport, just um, filling our minds mm-hmm. with things things of God. So. Yeah, I... I um... I'm blanking out right now. I got to be honest with you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I think it's, it may either be a James or Philippians verse. Um, but I definitely want to pray. Uh, um, to play, excuse me. <laughs> I definitely want to play the song. <laughs> I want to play the song, and then I'm gonna pray because I can't speak right now. So um, let me go ahead and, and play the song, and then sure. um, and because uh, I would love that- for our listeners to hear it. And it's Absolutely. called Focus Your Eyes Above Beth Matthew. And you can get more songs, um, actually get a, a better idea of the songs. You can purchase the album and also download a free song if you go to BethMatthew.com. So take a listen. Enjoy.
Philippians 4, 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You're just listening to Focus Your Eyes Above by Beth Matthew. Beth, that was absolutely beautiful and unique. You have such a unique tone, Beth. Can you talk to us about how you have had to maneuver, you know, um, your musicianship? I mean, has that come up? Um, Well, thank you, first of all, for that compliment. I really appreciate it. And and thanks for reading the, the scripture verses, too. That's what I had in mind when I wrote that song and so now as far as musicianship maneuvering what do you can you tell me what yeah you mean like that? so okay. sure yeah yeah one of the things I remember when I was um when I was growing up and you know mm-hmm. with with singing people would say well you don't you don't sound like a, a, a stereotypical fill in the blank you know whatever it is that they mm-hmm. expected me to sound like and so there was always, I always felt like there was a little bit of a uphill battle in many respects, you know, mm-hmm. as it related to what people were expecting to hear versus what they were hearing. And right. so have you found out to be the case, you know, in your journey as a, as a songwriter, you know, or as a singer or, you know, mm-hmm. as, as, as a accompanist or a pianist? Yes, well, that's a really good question. I um, I think that, I mean, there's definitely been disappointments. I think what I've learned is that there are people in the world who need what you have to offer. You know, I'm mm-hmm. speaking for myself, um, but this goes for anybody. Like, um, my giftings are are given to me for a purpose to bring God glory and to mm-hmm. encourage I feel like, you know, part of my vision, my clear vision is to use my musical gifts to um well, I'll just share it. This is kind of my little mission statement. My clear vision mm-hmm. is to use yeah. my <laughs> musical passions and gifts to inspire, encourage others in their struggles and uplift others towards Jesus. Yes. So that is really Amen. my my vision. Yes, and and um and I'm seeing that happen kind of in, in the through some other countries and around the world, which is really an incredible God thing and I felt like he put that desire in me. Does it mean that everybody's going to mm-hmm. love my music? No. Um but I'm 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 okay with that. At first, I will say mm-hmm. this when I first recorded my album and released it, it was really huge for me to put myself out there because music had been something sacred. And I mean, I'd shared my gifts, but this was just in a much bigger way and a much bigger platform. And it felt as though, um, and I heard, you know, positive feedback from the people who heard me sing and and just those little details, which I'd love to share Mm -hmm. with you of how I even got to Nashville and and all this happened. But sure. um, But there was still, um, after I released my album, and even before that, I thought, well, what if what if people don't, you know, like, I think I have a gift. I feel like this is what God made me to do. Like, 
he creates right. me to do, but what if other people don't? And what if, you know, I had all these right. questions and doubts and fears. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was in my own mind. Um, now I have run into, you know, there's just going to be people that maybe don't prefer my music, but I'm okay with that. I'm like, it's just not meant mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And I do feel like I still have a lot to learn, you know, with my musicianship um, and uh, growing as a singer, songwriter, and artist. And that's why I went to the Immerse Conference where I met you that first mm-hmm. year, um, which I love because there's all these different workshops on songwriting and singing. And Yes, that um, was such a rich experience. Yes. And so, and I'm also learning too that there are people in the music industry that are glad to share with you their knowledge and help you, and, and then you're able to do that as well. Like I'm able to help people that aren't as far along as I am, and mm-hmm. to be an encouragement to them. And there was a really good book, and I'll share this with you, and also um, with your listeners too. Sure, Emma. This book was really helpful to me. It's called A Million Little Ways by Emily P. Freeman, and Hmm. she is a a Christian. Uh, She's the author of Grace for the Good Girl, um, Hmm. which is a book that I own, which is really good, and also Grateful. Yes, it is, and um, but it's it's, it's a, you know, she talks about how each of us are born to make art, we're we're made to live art, um, we're each gifted in creating a life of meaning, she says, is not about finding the one great thing you were made to do. It's about knowing the one great God you were made to glorify in a million little ways. And um, mm-hmm. this book was really excellent. I still need to contact this author. I've been meaning to, and I keep waiting <laughs> to um, to let her know the impact. Well, you kind of have had. your hands full. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, but I want to I want to get in touch with her, and I'd like to even send her my album because um, I God used her book to really speak to me. She's got chapters about um, the waiting process. Like some of us are given a gift, and then there's a period of waiting. Um, right. Some and then sometimes there's um, just you know offering and or wondering or the creating process. She talks about, um, but she has just just some really good truths in her book that speak to, um, that are biblical. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, she says something here. It says, you know, could it also be that there are things in you that aren't in anyone else? That's the way God has attached himself to you in a, new, a unique way he wants to display his glory to the world. And so that's kind of that's kind of what I've always felt like with my music. I just didn't know um, how it would happen. I knew that God would have to make anything happen because the music industry is so vast, and also right. I play by ear. Um, and I had had my songs that I'd written for a, a pretty long time, and then um, let me stop me if if you need to. But I was just can I share oh, with no, you no, a little good. bit about my journey? Um, Please do. Yep. So, yeah, so I've been leading worship, um, like at my church, I've been leading um, on worship team for the last 25 years. Uh, We've been at the same church. Before that, we were in a church up in Connecticut, and, you know, I sang in the choir, and I've always been involved in music um, in one capacity or the other, and just loved it. Um, Mm. But these songs 
well, it started maybe five or so years before I recorded my album. I would be on worship team at my church, and I would feel such an intense joy and energy when it was time to stop. And we had two services. We have a big church, and so you know, we're talking first and second service, getting there at 7.15 in the morning and ending at 1 in the afternoon. Wow. And yeah, and that could be exhausting. Um, right. And actually, when my sons were little, it was kind of exhausting. I wanted to just come home and take a nap, <laughs> you know. And I was like, I bet, okay, I, I bet. Sunday afternoon, you know, nap. But um, but about five years before, so I guess it's been about seven years ago, you know, God just was like, when I would lead worship, I'd be like, wow, I just love this. I feel like I could do this all the time. And mm-hmm. then um, I, I started sharing some songs, some of my songs I had written. Um, I had shared them off and on with people through the years, but um, but I was meeting with a, a lady from our church named Julie. Um, we were meeting mm-hmm. for coffee in each other's homes, and she actually wrote a blog post about me, which is on my website, called From Dreaming Into Reality. And I she, love it. Yeah, and she, um, we were praying and and just you know singing worship songs at my piano and in my living room and I and I pulled out this folder um, which I've had for years with um, and I felt embarrassed because it was dusty and it was up on a shelf in my <laughs> closet and it had the songs I had written in it and and so Emma I pulled them out and played some for Julie and she was astonished and amazed and and she's like Beth you have such a gift like this needs Mm -hmm. to get out to people and um, she was really encouraging and so she had sent me an email with a blog post from this Emily Freeman which is how I first heard about her and she said this reminded me of you Beth something Mm -hmm. uh, the the, uh, author had written and then I ordered the books for my friend and I that called The Million Little Ways to to read together, so that was one way. And then, oh wow! Yeah, and then the man who tunes our piano, he would come to our house every year, and um, he's not a believer. Um, if he's listening, it's it's wonderful. I'm glad for him too. He's he's the nicest man. But I would share a song I'd written, you know, about Jesus or mm-hmm. God with him each time right. he'd come, and he would say, "Wow, Beth, you need to record your songs." And mm-hmm. so um, there was just a whole like just a sequence. Over year over years of things like that happening, um, mm-hmm. to the point that when I picked up a magazine one day, uh, a, a regional magazine called Shenandoah Valley Living magazine mm-hmm. um, yeah. in Virginia, and um, there was an article about um, a, a country music artist who was actually 16 years old. Her name I think was Emily, and on the mm-hmm. front cover, and she was working with some people in Nashville, and. I, I had never seen that magazine before. I happened to pick it up um, at this store as I was going in to return a, a, a skirt that I needed to return just to stay within our budget. I was convicted, like, I, I don't need the skirt. I need to take it back. <laughs> and so I was being obedient. Holy you know, yep. submissive to my husband. And God blessed me by allowing me to see that magazine, which is kind of funny. And so, um, but next to it was a was a an advertisement for a Nashville Roadshow um, by the man named Bernard Porter, who this young artist was working with, and he was coming to our area to Waynesboro, Virginia, and doing a roadshow. And he said, "Come, learn about the music industry, get a positive critique of your song. You know, prepare one or two songs, get a positive critique." Mm-hmm. Well, Emma, I kept coming back to that, and I just kept feeling like I was supposed to do it. And wow. 
And it was kind of scary to me because I'd never done anything like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I had shared my music even in college. I went to James Madison University, loved it. I wanted to major in music there, but I, I, senior year in high school, I was like, this is, I can't do this. I play piano by ear. It takes it takes the joy out yeah, of it for me. It's a whole to, different ball game. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I majored in finance at JMU, and I actually love that and had a career and all that. But anyway, so to, to go back to Bernard, I, I finally called him. My husband said, just call Beth, because I thought, oh, maybe I'm too old. I don't know. Maybe I should. You know, I had all these doubts run through my mind. But the Holy Spirit would not let me rest until I called. And I called enough to message, and he called me back immediately and didn't ever ask my age, but he said, you know, there's no age limits, and love to have you come and learn. And I told him I felt like God had gifted me and just shared a little bit of my story. And um, mm. so I did go, and it was February 8th, I think, of 2014 when I went. Wow. Um, I had and I had a blast. It was on a Saturday. It was about four hours, and there was a team of music industry professionals that positively mm-hmm. critiqued their songs and. Bernard being one of them, and another man named Chuck, um, who worked with Bernard, and then another one who was sort of like Simon Cowell, but I won't say his <laughs> name, but he, he told me I needed to chuck my keyboard because of the drum machine, but anyway, um, and, and I did take his advice. I, I got a better keyboard afterward, but, nice. Um, nice. but the people that were there loved my songs. I did Rejoice Today, and... Um, I also did Patsy Cline's song Crazy, which isn't a Christian song, but she's from the Shenandoah Valley, and I sing her songs really well. And mm-hmm. so at the end of that, you have to represent. <laughs> and, so, and so Bernard, they were really positive, and Bernard said, Beth, call me. He's like, you need to come to Nashville. And I was actually mm-hmm. um, headed to another place to record a song because the school system here in our area, I had um, volunteered for years and never thought about, uh, volunteered, it's called a weekly religious education, and Mm -hmm. I volunteered as a parent um, in our area. It's one of the few areas in the nation where it's still around, where the kids have, there's an option for the children to go to a separate, in the public schools, they have a separate building where they hear about Jesus and God and they hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's really wonderful. And so both of my sons went through, Brian and Kevin both went through that and loved the program. And it was only offered for second, third, and fourth graders. But I had continued to volunteer over the years. And so I was there, and a lot of times the kids are preparing songs, worship and praise songs for a big concert they do every year at one of the local universities, Eastern Mennonite University. And... Um, and I just thought, wow, you know, I've never thought about my songs, but I wonder if they might want to sing one of my songs. So all You're this right. was going on, yeah. And so all this was going on at the same time. It was like the Holy Spirit was really stirring in me to be bold and just think about it. And so I asked Mrs. Rymel, um, who was the teacher, and she um, said, "I'd love to hear your songs, Beth. Yeah, I want you, you know, come in." And so we had some snow days. So by the time we actually got together, the director of the whole thing for like all all the schools, all the county schools, mm-hmm. was there that day. And Ms. Rimel said, "Do you mind, you know, singing it, you know, with for her as well?" And I'm like, "Sure." So um, I just reached one today and one other one, and then cool. And they on the spot, um, the director said. 
if we rejoice today, we love that song. I'd love for if you know, would you, um, you know, to have the school children learn this, and we just need mm-hmm. you to record it. So that was happening right before I went to the Nashville Road Show, and so I, wow. I, I hadn't been to a recording studio yet, but I had plans to do it because they needed me to record this, this song, you know, for their. Um, yeah, you know, for the school. Students, yeah, for the, and it would be like 2,000 school children learning it. And so... Um, I love it. So it was amazing. <laughs> and so then when I talked to Bernard, um, he said, oh, Beth, you, you just you got to come to Nashville. And so um, I called him that Monday, and then within a week, well, he said, Beth, send me your songs. And I didn't even have them recorded, Emma. I, um, <laughs> I had recorded them years ago on a cassette, Player, right, but right. you know, technology changes, and so and I had this smartphone for not even a year yet, and so here I am. <laughs> I said, "Sure, I can have them to you in a week." I had no idea how I was going to record them, but I figured out how to do it on my phone, and I nice. have a, yeah. I have a really nice amplifier and microphone and stuff, and and um, they came out really nicely. So I sent ten songs to him, and he said, "You know, give us a week, and we'll get back with you." And he got back with me like within like a day and wow. it was amazing it was so affirming mm-hmm. and then he arranged for me to um we just worked out all the details and um and my business background really came in handy too you know just having a contract becoming an independent recording artist just figuring all Absolutely. this out yeah and um and it's so funny how god ties all the pieces together you know yes it is, and it, it's so neat because I feel I feel like that's happening, you know, to me. Yeah. And 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 sometimes we don't like we we don't know what God's doing, and um, but that's He right. is so faithful, and and it is a joy. And so Bernard connected me with Roger Ryan, and I'll try to shorten this, but Roger's a Christian, and he um, is from um, Trinidad. I, why is that? I'm pretty sure he's Trinidad. From Trinidad. Yes. And he's mm-hmm. wonderful, but he's in Nashville, and he's traveled worldwide with, like, Winona Judd and Whitney Houston. He helped to launch her career, and um, mm-hmm. he's, like, a, you know, been nominated for Dove and a Grammy. And, right, and right. You know, word. And so when Bernard said, would you like to work with Roger, my jaw dropped. I'm like, yes, absolutely. I would love to work with Roger. <laughs> I'll so. think about it. Let me, let me talk to my people. I'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> So Roger and I became like instant Great. friends, and he he's just been sort of sort of a mentor. Um, you know, whenever he mm-hmm. just the things he has shared with me have stuck with me. Just things, you know, not to take it personal. Um, you know that yes. there can be a lot of rejection, and um, and that you know you do have a gift, and you know don't look to men or people to praise you look to your heavenly father to praise you i mean amen amen yeah those are good life lessons those are things that roger said that have stuck with me because there is that tendency when you put yourself out there you know you want people to like what you're doing and it's easy and i remember yeah i think even at a merce conference there was a speaker who shared about that he had even won a dove award but he got his eyes focused on those things rather than on God and he you know here he was you know struggling with that and I'm trying to think the artist he wrote the song um lead, I think it's called lead me um it's the wife kind of saying to the husband like I need you to lead me uh, because yes 
Yeah, do you remember that song? Yeah, and oh, I do remember. Um, I know exactly which song you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um, He's amazing, a, and I met I met him and got to share a little bit of my story with him. Matt uh, Hammett from Sanctus yeah. Real. I don't know if he's still with Sanctus Real, but yeah, it's, and um, I cried when I heard him share his story because I felt like some of what he was sharing at his huge level, even at my beginnings level, like I had was experiencing some of that, like putting myself out there and being concerned about what other people thought and then having to process that, having to process stuff from my past and knowing, you know, my struggles, my history and praying that God would um, just help me focus on him, help me to um, just be who I am and yeah, to, to have freedom in Christ to be who I am and, um, and and not even, you know, for me, not even knowing who my audience was going to be because I had no fan base. I had no, I didn't even have a website. I didn't have scratch, any. Right, I was right. yeah, so starting from scratch and you know looking back. Well, you were such, starting from God actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't really start from scratch. Right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so and that's that's why I definitely had the confidence to do this. And so when all the opportunity came about to record in Nashville, I knew that it was from the Lord. Like, he had just laid the groundwork. Like, there was no way I could question it. Like, that, yes, I'm supposed to to do this. He has a plan. Uh, It's crystal clear. And then the song Clear Vision, I just have to tell you something funny about that song. Mm -hmm. I had submitted that as one of my ten songs. And Roger said, do you trust me, Beth, to pick out... You pick five of the top ones you want on your debut album, which mm-hmm. is called an EP, and let me pick out the six. And I said, well, okay. And <laughs> so he chose Clear Vision. And mm. I had to say to him, Roger, I think this is my worst song, like, out of the ten. And he said, no, Beth. It's, he felt like it was one of my best songs. Um, and if people listen to it, you know, on their own, if they get my album or listen, you know, mm-hmm. in digital format. Which I highly encourage you guys. Definitely. Yes, thank you. It's um, it's amazing how, for such a time as this, I think of that God, you know, and God led me to some verses too in this whole process when I was, you know, recording and getting ready to release my music that um, it is for such a time as this. Like the mm-hmm. time is now. Like there's no accident that he waited, you know, till I was 50 <laughs> to record right, my album. Right. And the song Clear Vision really talks about seeing people through the eyes of Jesus with compassion mm-hmm. and love. And mm-hmm. and and so you know we have a lot of political you know strife. There's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of racial tensions. There's a lot of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, things in our society and in our world right now that are affecting us, um, mm-hmm. and so th- the answer is not in politics. It's not in hatred, but um, you know the answer is in Jesus Christ, and That's right. He's the one that can help us to see others the way He sees them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with compassion and with with love and grace, and um, amen. And, um, Amen. So, so there's yeah, it's just really amazing. Like when I think of just this is just I'm just really part of God's story. This is you know His plan, and I'm humbled. You know when I think of you know 
that I haven't really done anything to earn it. Um, but that's, that's the, the good news of the gospel. Yes, exactly. The of the gospel. And Amen. I had these little postcards printed up when I released my album. And this is another cool story. When I went to have these printed up, um, and I hope I gave you one. I can't remember um, when you got my album in, in Nashville, but um, I think you did, Beth. The, the, if I remember correctly. Okay, correct. good. The, um, the lady at the printing shop suggested. She's like, "Why don't you put like a favorite, a, a Bible verse on on your postcard?" Mm-hmm. I hadn't yep. even thought of that. I don't even know if the lady was a Christian or not. But I was like, "That's a great idea." So at that time, this uh, the verse I put on here, and I'll read it, is, is for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and yes. it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so mm-hmm. that no one can boast. That's right. And that's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And I just have to say amen to that because um, mm-hmm. that's my story, and that's really every believer's story that um, – we don't have to be good enough or perfect enough. We uh, we can't be, and um, we can't earn salvation um, or God's approval. It's not up to us to do that. That would be, that wears people out to try to do that, and it's exactly. not it's not the message of the gospel. And it's just by grace through faith in Christ alone. And Amen. Um, and that's so, yeah. so, so, so great. Actually, we are, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we are no, uh, sorry. over our time. <laughs> oh, sorry. But this has been Thank so you. rich. So that is so, so, so worth it. Um, yeah. What I would love to do, uh, Beth, is that I would love for you to pray uh, for us in closing. And then um, I want to mm-hmm. play your song, which is your, your, um, with me every day because that's really a lot of what we explore on this show is is how the day-to-day gets taken over under the lordship of jesus when we allow for that to happen you know mountains are moved and so um we go from defeat to work in progress and so i'd love for us to uh for you to pray us out okay absolutely amen can i just thank you too i just it's been a joy to chat with you and be on your podcast and I just really oh, appreciate I'm so humbled you just said yes I'm excited. Oh, thank you so much well, thank yeah. you thank you so much well yes yeah, so well let me let's pray and we'll pray for our listeners and, and with our listeners dear heavenly father we do thank you so much um for your grace and mm-hmm. your goodness to us and and lord I pray for um anyone who's feeling defeated or discouraged right now in the audience, anyone who's listening um, to this podcast now or in any time in the future, God, that um, you would turn their discouragement into victory, um, that you would help them see that um, you are sovereign, you are in control, um, mm-hmm. nothing is happen- happening accidentally, and the hard things you're using for our good, Lord, that yes, you mold us, you change us more to be like you. And we may not always see it, God, but you see it. Um, and we thank you. Um, we thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you for Emma and um, this, this this broadcast and the Kingdom Work for Christ online radio. I pray that you would bless her ministry I pray that you would um, 
just remind each of us too that you are with us every day and and Jesus that you really are what matters um i i mm-hmm. I pray that hearts are encouraged um mm-hmm. to turn to you, God that you are faithful and and loving and and kind and and a, and a good a good father to his uh heavenly father and I just yes. be with us um as we go about our week and and I ask this in Jesus name amen. Mm, amen. Thank you so so much, Sister in Christ. This is amazing. Um, oh, it, it's really you're welcome. A pleasure to have you. Oh, Absolutely. thank you so much, Emma. It's been my joy. Um, well, God bless you, and let's stay in touch. And yes, um, definitely. I, I would love that. And we'll have to have you back on another time. I would time. love that. I would love That'd that if fun. you can see. I know I talk a lot. I guess when I get going. And, oh. Lots of stories to share because I want to tell you about the Dove Awards. I didn't even, I didn't, can't even believe we I didn't, didn't even talk. get to that. We we'll didn't even get to that. <laughs> we'll definitely so, have to do a continuation. Yeah, uh, that sounds I've, great, Emma. All right. Well, thank you so much. Sure God thing. Sure thing. Well, everyone, thank you for listening in. We, um, I'm just so humbled that every time you tuning in. And for those of you who listened for the first time, thank you so much listening and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, know this. He's pursuing you. This is not a coincidence that you have listened to and um, stuck with a show that's about Christ. He made you. He knows you more than anybody else can ever know you. And he really wants a relationship with you. If you want to know more about that, feel free to email contact at kingdomworkforchrist.com. You can also um, you know, find a good Bible-centered church, if you are looking for resources while you try to find a local church, please email us and we have some some um, recommendations. We're not sponsored by anyone. This is not, you know, this is going to be simply what we have ourselves experienced to be effective in spreading the good news of the gospel. So thank you so much for listening, you guys. You're about to listen to a song that Beth wrote, and the title of the song is You're With Me Every Day. How appropriate is it, given what what we talk about and carrying out the Great Commission? So enjoy. Thank you again, Beth, and um, I hope you have a wonderful week, everyone. You're, you're welcome, Emma. Thank you. Absolutely.
Every day.